So really, I'd like to just talk about one truth and one lie. One truth and one lie in the spiritual life and in the life of God. The lie is that God is an authoritarian who's always looking to make my life worse in some way or another. The truth is that anytime I include God in my life, things get better. And so, from the very beginning of the the church's life, this particular passage and John's gospel in general were contrasted with one another. And so the early church fathers made the connection very easily that there was an old Adam and an old Eve and sin and death came through the old Adam and the old Eve and the old garden. And then there is a new Adam and a new Eve. And grace comes through them. And they are a part of establishing the new creation. And the new Adam, of course, is Jesus. And the new Eve is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so, in the old garden, what happens is that the enemy is trying to put a wedge between humanity and God. And this is something that is true for us, and we probably don't even realize it, but it's important to be keyed into the voice of the enemy in our lives. Satan always wants us to be suspicious of God. So we remember in the garden those tempting words of suspicion that he whispers into Adam and Eve's uh, Adam and Eve as they're in the garden. And so as God has given Adam and Eve this entire beautiful garden and they have the capacity to do whatever they want, to live freely in perfect joy, and they're able to, to take fruit from any of the trees in the entire garden, there's just one tree that God has asked them to stay away from. And the enemy is a wedge between humanity, Adam and Eve, and God, starts to whisper the words of suspicion. Did God really tell you not to eat from that tree in the garden? You're not really going to die. You know, God's just being an authoritarian. God makes all these rules so that you're slaves to God. And this is, this is an image that I think a lot of us truly believe in various aspects of our lives. That if we include God, if we include God, it's going to make the situation worse. And so I'm just going to kind of keep God at a healthy distance and not allow him to be a part of that particular aspect of my life few tangible examples here to describe what I'm talking about. Think about our vocation to begin with as a young person, including God and asking God to help guide us in what we're called to do, who we're supposed to be with, 
and what we're supposed to do in our lives. And to just hand that over to God. God's going to make me miserable. What if he makes me become a priest? I know that's what I thought. What if God makes me want to become a religious sister? What if God doesn't want me married? What if God wants me married to the, to the person I don't want to get married to? This suspicious thoughts that God is going to make things worse. In our friendships, in the life of prayer, God's not going to speak to me anyways if I sit down and pray. What's, what's, God have to say, what's God going to have to say to me? He's probably going to tell me to do something that I don't want to do. Going to confession, we've all heard this voice. We feel like we're just going to be judged. It's, it's just too much to go in there. I, I don't want to do it. It's just too, too difficult. God's going to judge me. The priest is going to judge me. Okay, the voice of suspicion. Think about a relationship with the young people that I work with in the church. We don't need to follow God's commandments of waiting to move in together. That's just, that's an authoritarian thing from the church. It's old-fashioned. It's not helpful. It's just a way of controlling. It's a way, it's an extra rule that is going to hold us back from loving each other properly. A couple who's married. I don't need to consult God with when I'm going to have my next child. This is not the right time right now. And God's just going to make me have a child at the wrong time. I just don't need that right now. We like to keep God at a healthy distance. And very often, just even in the work life, there's, there's a fear of allowing God into that space. You know, this is my realm. God's over here. You know, when I come back home, okay, or go to church on Sunday, that's, that's an okay time for, for God to be more a part of my life. But while I'm at work, that's what I do. That's what I do. So these are all just little ways that the enemy whispers into our thoughts, God is going to make life worse for you. The church is going to make life worse for you. There's a suspicion. It's a subtle, just like the voice of the enemy in the garden, it's a subtle wedge between God and these various parts of our lives. Of course, this is always a lie. It's always, always, always a lie. And it's a lie that we believe over and over again, but it's a lie. God is not an authoritarian who gives us superfluous rules to follow. God is a loving Father who everything that we, t- everything that we allow him to be a part of, he makes it so much better. And this should really, on just a very logical rational point of view not not be that difficult to comprehend any of you in this church right now who is a mother or a father understand that there is nothing that you want for your child nothing no motivation whatsoever for your son or your daughter other than for them to flourish and to be happy and to enjoy life and have peace. Generally speaking, the old phrase is true. You're only as happy as your most unhappy child as a parent. 
And so if we, as earthly parents, right, have such good intentions for our children and we want them to prosper in so many ways, how much more so does God want us to just prosper in everything that we do? So this broken image of God the authoritarian is complete nonsense and it's satanic. So in this new, in this, in this new creation, which is described by John here, the new Adam, the new Eve, the church, we just kind of see how things actually work in reality. Anytime we allow God in even the slightest way to be a part of our lives, he makes things way better than we would have ever imagined. The most important line in today's gospel, as far as I'm concerned, Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. This is the key takeaway for all of us. Jesus and the church just need to be invited. Jesus, I want you to be a part of this particular aspect of my life. When we, hand, when we turn the tables and we hand things back over to God, God makes great things happen. Our vocation, God sees the trajectory of our lives. He wants us to be as happy as possible. All of our relationships, God wants to improve and deepen. He wants to deepen our marriage. Maybe God doesn't think it's the right time to have a child. But we project, we project this judgment and this authoritarianism on him. God wants us to have an integrated work life. He wants us to have integrity and peace. He wants us to prosper. He wants so many good things for our lives. And so, Jesus, not even directly being asked to do anything here, his mother finds the need, she goes to it, and just by virtue of this couple inviting Jesus, just, just including him in their wedding celebration as a part of their relationship, Jesus turns water into wine. He makes miracles happen. So many people, on a daily basis, right when they wake up, they make a little morning offering. Lord, I want to include you on all the aspects of my day. Help me to integrate you into all my relationships and please be a part of my entire life or my entire day. So we just, we just include Jesus in everything. We ask him to be a part of it. We ask him to guide it. And it's as simple as that. And, those, and when we, we have these suspicions about doing whatever God's calling us to do, we recognize that is definitely not from God. God will never, ever, ever, ever ask us to do something that is going to hurt us in any way whatsoever. God's intentions for us are always good. Jesus, we ask you to help us to include you in all the aspects of our life. Help us to let go of any lies where we believe that you are just a rule maker who just wants to keep us down or 
any way that we have a suspicion of you in the various aspects of our lives. Help us to let go of those lies about you. Help us to include you on all the different all the different ways of our lives that we need you to be included. Help us to let go of control. Help us to dwell in a new creation, to recognize your, your affection for us. And we ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen.